I think what's been helpful is like understanding how brands work, you know, over extremely understanding marketing, but there's a lot for people to understand about themselves um, when you're marketing yourself and what aspects of yourself you want to show and what aspects of yourself you don't want to show and um, thinking about yourself as a business in that same way can be also very uh, dehumanizing. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. It's your host, Kelly Mason. Welcome if you haven't been here before and welcome back if you tune in regularly. Today I have on a guest with me. Her name is Anissa Benitez and Anissa is dedicated to dismantling the starving artist stigma. We're going to talk all about what that means and promoting creative wellness. She built her career in marketing at iconic brands such as YouTube Music, Google, Time Magazine, RCA Records, among others. No big deal, just a few. And before pursuing a creative life full-time. So she had this whole other life, which we kind of get into and talk about the pros and cons and the things that she shared. It's very exciting. She's an actor, model, public speaker, founder of More By Her, a storytelling platform highlighting creative women, shaping culture, host and producer of No Starving Artist podcast that supports creatives in building health, wealth, and marketing wisdom. She is on a mission to help people get their gifts out into the world, do it mindfully, take care of themselves, attract abundance, and live a fully embodied life here on earth. She is so fun, so amazing. Her Instagram, TikTok videos, and um, little acting snippets are really, really great. And I love how she mixes humor, acting, and a really powerful message together in what she calls creative wellness. And I love talking about this kind of stuff because often we can think of wellness as taking care of our body with food or taking salt baths, meditating regularly, yoga, these kinds of things that we immediately think of. But what we don't think of is flexing our creative muscles and and allowing our brain and our bodies and our self-expression to have the freedom to express and be and create. And that in itself is a self-care practice and creates wellness within us when we can fully express ourselves. So I'm very excited to have Anissa on today. And I know that you're going to love this conversation, especially if you're a creative and you're an entrepreneur and you're on a mission and you're trying to take care of yourself and keep on moving forward without that hustle mentality and really dropping into your soul's request. So plug in and tune out the outside world. Enjoy this episode with Anissa. Hi, Anissa. Welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me here. Yeah, I'm super excited. You are, I've got my notes here and I just keep looking at all of the things that you've accomplished and done and um, 
pivoted and transformed. And I'm so excited for everyone who's listening to hear your journey and your story and then to dive into some some things that I think every single person who's listening to this right now, because they're using technology, (laughs) will be interested in. Um, Before we get started, can you share with everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself and a few of your favorite things that you're into right now? Yeah, my name is Anissa Benitez, and I identify now as a actor and creative entrepreneur. And I am based in Brooklyn, New York, and this feels the most like home for me these days. And I spend my time focused on dismantling the starving artist stigma and promoting creative wellness. I care really deeply about creative people and artists, which I actually believe is everyone to be able to express themselves and be able to make a livelihood um, from, yeah, and, and be able to exist, not just survive. And so I have a podcast it's called No Starving Artists, and it's dedicated to dismantling yeah, that starving artist stigma by supporting creative people who tune in with health, wealth, marketing wisdom that I've collected from the years and also just talk about consciousness and spirituality. So not too different from this podcast. And then more by her. It's a storytelling platform to share the stories of creative women who are shaping culture. So different creative women who are in different parts of the creative industry doing different things. And I think having a place for visibility into their journeys provides others with the ability to see themselves in those positions because growing up, I couldn't envision a creative future for myself, especially given my background of financial hardship and stress. And so seeing women who are able to do it and be financially independent and be sharing their love and their light with others, even if they're not being hugely recognized means the world to me. And so, yeah, that's what's going on with me. I'm, obsessed with acting at the moment so that's my own creative journey and um that became a realization honestly late like in the last four months really i've always been an actor yeah (laughs) um you know i've always been like doing a lot of creative things and never stopped but i think passion and Mm -hmm. obsession with something um sometimes takes exploring curiosities more deeply and seeing how far they go. And I think in having this downtime, quickly I came to realize how much I love acting. And so studying and finding role models and inspiration there has been my fascination in these last few months. And so it shows up in a lot of funny ways. Yeah, TikTok videos, all these other things. But um, yeah. So yeah. cool. That's such an interesting you know, thing to discover. I think as a kid, I thought I was either going to be an actress a rock star, like a lead singer in a band, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what else could I do? And it's funny because, you know, you say like, oh, TikTok, you know, we don't think about that, but um, new age technological marketing requires some sort of um, presence of ourselves that isn't um, making us feel so vulnerable that we have to be like, you know, you get to play a role. It's all like playing this different role in these places. Being actors shows up more often than it requires us to be normal people, honestly. I think I acted professionally to be in my corporate jobs, and that's just a side of my personality. It's definitely not a large portion of my personality either. And so I think the awareness of that has shown me, like, all the other places that we're acting and we're, you know, conditioned to act in certain ways, but 
there's so much room for play, yeah, with social media and showing up and presenting there. And that's the beauty of the privacy in that. And then there's so many types of, you know, being if you're a public speaker, you're doing a performance. If you're a teacher, you're performing to a classroom. And so acting shows up in so many ways. The kind of acting I have to admit that I'm interested in is probably a little bit more on the traditional end of like short film and um, uh, yeah, collaborative process in some of the traditional ways. But I also love it in all the ways. So I'm glad that I recognize the through line. Yeah, that it's that's so that's so cool. Like you're studying like classical technique and, and things like that that show up in in how people would go to like acting school and, and become yeah. you know film star or on Broadway. But it is it's kind of cool how everything is really connected. And once you kind of understand a foundational basis of something, you can infuse it into other things. Yeah. Um, even like you starting off your career, let's talk a little bit about that, starting off in more, um, a little bit different of work, right? Doing marketing for YouTube, Google, Time Magazine, RCA Records, all of these really cool outlets, um, maybe expressing, were you more expressing their brand and their vision through yourself and now kind of transitioning into you being the one who's the medium and the artist and the artistic expression um, and how that impacted one another. Yeah. It's so interesting because I think, as you mentioned, like those are such, I guess, big brands and, and it is a dramatic transition to represent just yourself. Um, and my segue into my career in marketing was really driven from a place of needing to meet creativity with strategy and business um, because I was a very creative person still, I was still myself, and started going down the business route that was more traditional, and had my senior year, like a full-time job offer to be a business analyst, and that was relieving because money, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, gotta live. it was also like, yeah, it was also very stressful because I was like, it doesn't, I'm not willing to forego so much of myself and my self-expression or any creative things I love to have a secure job and so I got really clear on wanting to support artists if I wasn't going to be the artist I wanted to support other artists and creative people and so that's when I actually started working in the music industry in undergrad and um, in those capacities it was just so fulfilling to support people in whatever way possible and some of the ways we call them creative and they weren't super creative you know and postering <laughs> or like um I don't know social media management it's, it's creative to an extent and that's how things kind of continued even working at these big brands I then started at Sony Music and it's like a lot of administrative work a lot of stuff to support artists and support a brand um the the part of it that I yeah definitely enjoyed was feeling like I was tied to a larger mission but on the day-to-day -day basis it rarely feels that way especially the bigger the corporation you're working at and um I think the transition to market myself is different because it's also so vulnerable and so there's many opportunities that I actually had while I was working at these bigger places where I was also supporting small businesses and entrepreneurs and so within 
Google. I was also a marketing consultant for Area 120, which is their startup incubator within Google. And the founders of YouTube Music had gone on to their second venture and they were founding this startup that was focused on making healthy food accessible and solving for food deserts in the U.S. in particular. And so it was nice to work with a smaller team and be like, okay, it's cool to see how he can shape smaller brands and smaller ventures, like really hands-on. And, and I think that's been the biggest thing that's translated from that to me, because when it's so, so, so big, right, you own such a small piece of the puzzle in so many ways. Um, and so, yeah, I think what's been helpful is like understanding how brands work, you know, overarchingly understanding marketing, but there's a lot for people to understand about themselves um, when you're marketing yourself and what aspects of yourself you want to show and what aspects of yourself you don't want to show and um, thinking about yourself as a business in that same way can be also very uh, dehumanizing in some, <laughs> some ways. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like completely a different beast. I can't say like a lot of it is transferred fully over also because I'm not necessarily in a survival mode with myself as an artist. I'm not like, I must be the top, blah, 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 blah. And corporations have that mindset, like (laughs) bottom line, um, money and being number one in the market, et cetera. And that level of competitiveness is not something that I carry as an individual. I'm not, they say like if, if I forget who said this and who I heard it from, but if corporations or businesses were people, they'd be sociopaths. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't consider myself a sociopath, but really, you know, because you're really focused on, being competing in the market and and that's the foundation of capitalism and as an individual I'm not focused on taking down competition I'm not focused on all these other things and so it's a really different way of approaching um putting myself out there and getting work and showing up for all these different things that I'm doing so I would say that I'm very little of it has carried over because of my intentionality around what I'm creating in the new wave of power dynamics that I'd like to see play out uh-huh. big opportunity for more feminine divine energy leadership and um, empaths as leaders and people who are more focused on the collective and well-being of others and shared healthy competition maybe like in a playful way but not ruthless at, you know at any cost and so yeah just a complete transition in so many ways and I think with that it's been a period of shedding for me, but I also just happy, you know, I'm happy to be in a new stage of life. Yeah. It seems like a sense of awakening happening, happening through like, you're like not a lot carried over, but you kind of realize what you don't want. And (laughs) you're like, I definitely don't want this or this or this or this. And it's such an interesting thing to reflect on in our own lives and especially people who are listening if you're a creative and you're going through such a transformation is that it's not bad that things happen in our lives or we go through a path that maybe we we know now we don't want that in our lives because it helps us to really dig deeper into what we do want what we do believe in what we do value what we really want to see um culminate in our lives instead of feeling like that's the only way. Right. Um, and I really admire that about you. You're such a trailblazer in that you're like, well, we're going to do it this way now. And this is how it's going to, and it's going to work and it's going to happen in my way, in my terms. 
And um, yeah, that it takes a lot of uh, confidence in ourselves to show up like that and know that you can um, use your voice and use your 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 vision and your mission to create impact. And also like your podcast, like No Starving Artists, feed yourself and take care of yourself. And I love that you said the divine feminine empaths taking over leadership and being in charge and being heard because it's so important in 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 like what you're talking like toxic capitalism and this competitive mindset is so based off of the bottom line and putting everything else first everyone else first and you are last and just get it done and and from what I've learned in spirituality is that when I honor myself take care of myself first know that I'm respecting my physical self and my my boundaries and the things I believe in, I see the manifestation in my physical world coming through in abundance with money, with opportunities, with connections, um, in different pathways. A million times more yeah. than, than if I just tried so hard to make it happen. Um, which kind of leads totally. me to w- wanting to talk a little bit about what you're saying Um sharing little pieces of ourselves through marketing, through acting so that we can respect our privacy and respect our, our lives, our personal lives. And this is something I've been really interested in and diving into is how to do that when you are the, the everything, you know, when, when people look to you and they're like, Oh, Nisa, like she's got this and that and this and that. And they, they kind of see you doing TikTok videos. They see you doing Instagram posts and they see you. And they're like, this must be her life. And it's like, well, that's a part of my life. Like it's a little, it's an extension of me. It's an expression of me. Um, how do you feel like you can honor yourself and still be vulnerable enough to connect and inspire through? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Um, I think like, I wonder if people are actually having that experience, even in you sharing, like, oh, and he's doing this and this. I wonder if people think that, have that reaction to, because I feel like my profile is maybe not the most intimate, even if I share words that are intimate and vulnerable. So I wonder if people are actually having that experience with my content. I wonder. I really can't, you know fully understand (laughs) if people feel like they have a good grasp on my life or not and if they think they do then they must think I like live in my living room because that's the only place I shoot content and you know (laughs) it's just really hard for me to understand um fully what people perceive me as and I think this period has also been a period of accepting that I'm don't need to control people's perceptions of me. Um, but I do need to honor intentionality, um, on my own end of what I feel comfortable sharing, where I feel comfortable sharing privacy things around. Um, and I try to be transparent also in all of my content because it is focused on like mindfulness and self care and prioritizing you so you can serve others, et cetera. Um, to be, transparent and the ways that I practice that myself and tips on how people can practice that for themselves. And so sometimes it's maybe not in the visuals, but if you look at the text and words that I'm sharing, I usually try to share something that's useful and valuable, but not necessarily 
today I woke up and I did this and you know it's not it's not a play-by-play of my life and that's what I've been clear on lately is not really being in love with that media that usage of social media Mm -hmm. um even though it's nice to see a little bit right I like to show people things that are like wellness related so my morning routine I'll recap in words but I'm not taking people through my morning routine because I don't know I'm not touching my phone like I'm actually <laughs> trying to practice what like I this preach. is me acting on my morning routine <laughs> yeah I'll take like one picture put my phone away and then it's like by the way I did this and this and this and like honor yourself each morning you know um but I I realized pretty quickly I think with the influencer territory that I was never going to be play-by-play mm. I'm waking up in the morning now I'm meditating now I'm doing this now I'm doing that I was like that completely takes me away from being in these practices that um, fill me up. And so, um, yeah, I don't mind doing the recap things, um, even with meditation stuff, because I think, I, I hope that my audience has the awareness that I'm sharing these things as reminders. Mm-hmm. They're not particularly deeply educational either, um, because I think a lot of us don't need the deep education as much as we need to just be disciplined around practicing the self-care practices that we know mm-hmm. will help us feel better and um, we know help serve us and um, maintaining to the discipline of them is one of the hardest things to do um, and it takes getting to a mindset of knowing that we're deserving of that but um, yeah I, I think a lot about the private and public life and the balance of that I even made this week's new starving artist episode about that because one of my fears different from the fear of failure is like the fear of greatness Mm. and the fear of getting more attention and like being seen and like people needing me and relying on me and like showing up for those people and then like oh what if there's like hundreds what if there's thousands what if there's millions what if I have a huge following oh my god how am I support all these people (laughs) and it's like it's so funny because all the people who like actually are in those positions like don't deeply care as much sometimes too about all those people who like do with follow and admire them and the platform that they carry in and the ones who do it's like extremely taxing it's very burdensome to think about um but you know being honest with myself and aware always around the stories I tell myself and and allowing myself to be great ultimately like that's the biggest way that you can help liberate other people is by liberating yourself and allowing yourself to be free. And if that leads to you acquiring a following, great. Um, so it'll be, you know, and just like not trying to be so controlling um, or fear driven and be more love driven. And yeah, the, the reality is the more that I've moved towards love based decisions, the more people have been taking attention their attention to me and Mm -hmm. it's a more better I think more helpful than hurtful in the world yeah for sure and that's so like nail on the head about you know when you start growing and you tap into that vein of I'm sharing a message that's resonating with people I figured out who I can serve and that following starts to following I say quote unquote but that that connection and the um those kind of alignments start to happen and you see like we just had a post go viral on Instagram I've never had a post go viral ever that's great like (laughs) it no it freaked me the fuck out like 
I was like, what? I was like, Cammie, who helps me run Instagram, I go, I think I need it to stop. Like, I feel <laughs> like it needs to stop. Every time I look at my phone, I had to turn off my notifications because it just kept binging. And, yeah. like, it freaked me out so bad because it was just this influx of humans observing. Yeah. And I felt instantly, like, my instant reaction was, like, I'm under a microscope. Yeah. And how free I felt before when I knew, like, it was just, like, this steady amount of people. And it was pretty much the same people that were looking at stuff and engaging with me. And now there's all these new people. Yeah. And my narrative kind of kicked in. It was like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if, what if you know, they don't understand my humor? I'm very sarcastic. Like, all of these things flooded to the surface. And I was like, yeah, it's that expansion, like that next level of um, your, your life's journey. When you get to those places, it always comes with a new level of keeping your ego in check and humbling yourself and making sure that you are aligned with love. Like you're saying, making love-based decisions, or are you getting away from yourself and getting obsessed with the fact that something is tantalizing your ego going, ego, yeah. look at this, look, it happened. Try to make more, do that again. <laughs> you know what? Ha- as I did for a minute I was like but then I realized okay how can I do this from a love-based place because I realized okay I touched something here where people are really connecting with this message it's very powerful for someone and they were all in similar they're all similar um like uh values and beliefs system. I started clicking on people and I was like wow I ordered like a headband from someone like a <laughs> small business I'm like this is that. this is cool and I started getting really excited I had to shift my energy around the experience to this is amazing this is happening on purpose and how can I observe this with a neutral mind and and um, collect information I'm Capricorn so I'm like data And Mm. how can I collect some information off of what is resonating and how can I serve better and more aligned with this? And, um, but yeah, it was a really interesting thing. And I think, I don't know if it happens, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever happen again, but it was just freaky. I'm like, I don't know how these people who have these huge multi-million platforms, they can have their phone dinging all day. I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I, I think I'm forever a no notifications person, even at the expense of missing out on everything. I don't mind. Yeah, I like, think I think we need that's to like a. That. <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy that this one big thing took off for you because it it's a good appetizer into mm-hmm. what if this happens again? You know how you respond and like mm-hmm. it gives you a time a moment to figure out what your strategies are and what your boundaries are ultimately. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was a huge awareness for me and um it still is unpacking because I'm like okay how do I want it yes exactly how do I want to handle this how do I want to approach this eh, new expansion of my career um yep. but before we hopped on here we were talking about uh, social dilemma on Netflix yeah and I think that's you know I watched that and I took away my kids' Chromebooks. I was like, bah! you know, another react. <laughs> I can tend to be a little bit reactive initially be- and then dial it back until I figure out a strategy. But I was like, oh, my God, my kids are becoming zombies. And, you know, like they're already on virtual school three hours a day. And, oh, yeah, like it, they're six and seven. So 
they don't have phones or anything like that. And yeah, no don't social have, media. Yeah, they don't even have iPads at my house. But these Chromebooks that they've sent home with the school, mm. they've been hiding in their bedrooms. Like, da -da 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 -da. and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I can see like the addiction yeah. happening. So maybe let's talk a little bit about that. And like, you know, being entrepreneurs, it's essential to um, utilize, you know, mark marketing strategies and things like that to connect with the people we're serving or else nobody would find out about, you know, the amazing things that you're doing with um, your movements and your podcasts and your work no one would find about, out about that we having this conversation, but there also is some toxicity that is unconsciously happening and uh, that we need to be aware of. Yeah, definitely. And that's what's, but for those who haven't seen Social Dilemma on Netflix, it's focused on, yeah, technology at a, from a lot of the corporate um, executives who used to work at big tech companies examining the ways that the ag algorithm work and how it's actually impacting people's mental health and political movements globally. Um, and it shows ultimately that there's so much harm more than help at this point. And there's a huge need for regulation because self-regulation isn't clearly isn't happening. Um, and what is happening is continued tech addiction and continued using marketing growth marketing tactics psychological tactics to get further attention and um yeah for advertising revenue and for yeah data sharing collecting etc and yeah with our stuff and what we're sharing on social media i can tell you that we're that you have this virality moment even is really exciting because it shows people's appetite for conscious you know I think like all the content that you're sharing is really great and I think that's not the stuff that um is being really highlighted in those like in the documentary particularly that is harmful to people a lot of the stuff that is given the most attention is or pushed is maybe like advertising related for revenue or um it's a it's really rooted in our ego and our subconscious desire and I think a lot of that content, no matter how mindful you are, et cetera, it will catch your eye, right? There might be something that you're like triggered by. And a lot of that information continues to pull us into a space of lust and dissatisfaction with the present. Um, and a sense of, oh, if I just have this like one more thing or if I just get like this six pack or I'd, you know, and it might be really subtle. And so it's like money, power, sex really sells. Mm -hmm. um, and the ways that it shows up can confuse us. And yeah, and there's a lot of divisive just content in general that's out there too. That's really rooted in not truth at all um, and just clickbait. And yeah, a lot of, people are hurt and a lot of pain and for that people create pain mm -hmm. for others and such. And so, yeah, I think I'm not super concerned about our participation on social media really um, because I think, I don't think that you're adding noise to this space. I hope I'm not adding noise to this space. Um, and I think when it comes to 
marketing and sharing our stuff. It's just being conscious, you know, not spamming people. Like how can you minimize the amount of time that you're encouraging people to spend on your platform even, or um, are you encouraging people to live outside of the platform even? And like, that can be an overarching topic. And so I think with my content, yeah, a lot of it's focused on mindfulness and meditation and practices for you to participate in outside of staring at your cell phone <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's specifically focused on disengaging with technology for the most part um but also having a playful relationship with social media usage too like that's why i've had fun on tiktok or on instagram or sometimes even on linkedin i have a little fun because i want to share with people that we can have fun you can still be playful um adulthood is really well poorly branded as being really boring (laughs) and people follow it and people really follow it and my mom's even experiencing this with like the retirement age where it's like oh now you're retired now you you know move to florida in the retirement (laughs) home it's like what that's not and that's not normal like that doesn't have to be the norm like you're still such a huge part of society and elder people are really undervalued in our society the people with a lot of wisdom who've seen and experienced so many things to think that the best use for them is to live in a enclosed like retirement community in Florida seems like the biggest waste of like human intellect and wisdom and like that you could ever do it's just really weird um yeah I like had a very strong craving for older people in my life last year, especially working in a tech company where everyone's like so many people are under age 40 and 30. And, um, and I didn't like grow up with my grandparents. They passed away. And I was just like, ah, oh, like where are the 70 and 80 year olds? Like, where are these people? <laughs> like, why don't I see them? And even walking around New York, it's like so focused on American hustling and you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. the pace of life is just like, not encouraging you know like we've made things to not support certain people um pretty intentionally it it shows up definitely with like people who are more able-bodied than not able-bodied and such and yeah I just have a lot of complaints but I think um (laughs) (laughs) oh it kind um, of like our our consciousness like I, I look at a lot of this stuff that are issues within our world and yet I think that you know thinking about it from a spiritual perspective I'm like this stuff is always going to be happening like there's always going to be people trying to manipulate the system there's always going to be people trying to get theirs yeah like always like it's 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 nice to like wish that it wasn't like that but my first teacher said welcome to planet like welcome to life on planet earth and I'm like, but why? Why can't we just like, you know? <laughs> and yeah. the, the reality is we can create sub-worlds within our earth, you know? Like there, mm-hmm. it just depends on, on your perspective. And I think that the more we can expand our consciousness collectively by sharing the kinds of information that you're sharing, by sharing these kinds of things that I'm sharing and that we're even talking about it together yeah. and coming together, it's it's amplifying this message and this energy of think for yourself pause and look and ask yourself questions and that's expanding your mind and expanding our consciousness so we aren't 
manipulated by these systems that are intentionally trying to do that to us for their own gain. Yeah. And it, you know, that it's just so interesting to think of when you unpack it like that and you start like looking at it from this weird perspective of like what people might be like, Ooh, hippy dippy, whoopity woo. It's like, well, have you taken the time to remove yourself from your life situations and look at, you know, at it from a, an observing perspective? And if you do, are you surprised by what you see? And if you are, you know, it's a great time to start going, you know, what can I do to make it the best I can for myself? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Myself and others who might be touching my content. Like you said, I feel like you answered your own question in a way positive, um, way more brief with a lot more brevity than I. And I love how you talked about just amplifying. Yeah. Amplifying the positivity, amplifying the mindfulness, spreading the consciousness. Cause that's the best way to help people. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And I'm, I'm loving chatting with you because it's like kind of different perspectives. I've worked in like the person to person kind of world. I've worked as a hairdresser for 15 years and I've had that like intimate connection and, um, not really been, I've never been in corporate world. I've never been in that environment where people are like, capitalism is horrible and all these things. And I'm like, I'm just over here, like cutting hair. And (laughs) (laughs) so for me, like my world has always been so, so different and, and pure and focused on this, this really intimate, intimate connection. Um, but even that has had its issues as I had removed myself and started, you know, observing it because, the providers that's where I kind of got really taken back was that the providers hairdressers anyone who's working with other people in a healing and healing space aren't having the consciousness expanded enough to be aware that they are giving away their energy that they're absorbing other people's energy Mm -hmm. and disempowering themselves and therefore holding themselves back from um abundance and attracting in um you know things that they're seeking and hearing you talk about the corporate world it's it's the exact same thing like it's all it's all connected it's all the same mm-hmm. and it all circles back to yeah totally yeah I think it's been interesting because like oh similarly to you my friends have my friends are teachers and social workers and um yeah on one-to-one healing capacities for the most part and that was always just like a stark contrast between it became more of a contrast to me and them. Obviously I started working um, on, yeah, in, in more of a care one-to-one way when I started first working and then corporate started um, after graduating from college. But um, I think what's always been helpful for me also is to see them doing jobs that were meaningful <laughs> while I did jobs that didn't need to exist. Right. Like if, um, if Google disappeared, like people would still need teachers. <laughs> if, you know what I mean? Like certain things like that. It was just like, wow, people are really like helping others in a direct way. My job, I don't feel that because apparently I'm affecting billions of people on a very micro level all the time, but I don't feel anything. I don't feel I'm so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in seeing them in certain positions, it definitely reminded me of the longingness that I had for connection mm-hmm. and the importance of those jobs always. And just being from the community and background that I am, I can never lose sight of that. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, d- I do think people can get really into their job titles and, and lose a sense of humanity pretty easily depending on their job. Mm-hmm. I love that what you're doing now and like focusing so much on helping artists because there's so many different ways to express art and to bring gifts of joy and um, fulfillment to people and that are helpful for people. And I think that's so overlooked. And again, I think like what you're doing is so brilliant because it's empowering those people to say like, this matters, like this is worth something because sometimes when we're artists, we just express and we're like on to the next thing. Like, how can I make this better? How can I, you know, how can I keep creating something that's more masterful instead of being like, this is perfect. Like this is amazing. And, and adding that energy to that work. And so then other people can feel that. Like I bought a headband oh, nice. today. Oh, nice. Where you is know? it from? It's, um, let me, I'll have to pull up her name. I bought it off Instagram, but it's this amazing head wrap. And she started following me on Instagram and I was just curious. So I clicked on it and I was like, these are amazing. And mm. the energy that she is exuding through her marketing. And then I clicked on her story and I'm just kind of like, you know, my, my, uh, intuition just led me down this rabbit hole. And I was like, I need one of these head wraps. <laughs> like when else am I like, I need a head wrap, but oh, yeah. the, the energy that added to her artistry and the confidence and conviction that she had within, um, her art, it just, it just did something for me. And, uh, so I ended up buying one. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Yeah. You know, and so like what you're doing, empowering people to do that and have that confidence in themselves, it could have just been another head wrap, but it wasn't. It was like, there is something behind it. Yeah. Standing behind our work takes a lot, you know, and like it's easier said than done. Um, I think ultimately celebrating, you know, our present moment, because I think the need to not market or not be proud of something that we currently made is because we like know something else is going to come and that's going to be the one or something else is going to come and that's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. But um, just taking pride in the process, you know, <laughs> and celebrating that process. And yeah, you deserve to celebrate in those moments. And so, yeah, it's been nice to have a way to share back marketing wisdom and get people in the mindset of actually marketing themselves and their business. Um, as a business or thinking about themselves a little bit more that way. So her name is, or the Instagram name is Sion Crown 54, C-I-O-N-C-R-O-W-N 54, if anybody needs a head wrap. And I was so enthralled with it because it's like, if you dream it, you can do it. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. So I'm seeing these snippets of things coming through. And then also, um, oh, there's also amazing head wraps. That's cool. And so it just like pulled me in and, um, you know, art, it's art, but it's a message and they can feel the energy. I thought that was so cool. I'm so happy. She's, yeah, she's doing it well, clearly. Yeah. G- great use of technology. See, it can be <laughs> beneficial. Totally. Okay. So this last part that I have is my favorite part. So if you're still listening, this is the best. I have a game. It's called boil it down mm-hmm. and you only get to have a one word answer. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions 
and then you answer them in one word. Okay. Ready? Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> I'll start off easy for you. Okay. Okay. Your favorite flavor? Chocolate. Your dream day energy? Dream day energy. Optimistic. Ooh, yeah. Mm. You're anywhere in the world. Where are you? Here. <laughs> mm. You have this solution to one problem. What is it? Love. You're interviewing the most interesting person in the world ever to live. Who is it? That's like the hardest question. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many people. Who am I interviewing? Who would you be most interested to interview? It's so funny because this is like a very commonly asked question. And I am a complete loss. I like Richard Rohr. That's probably it right now. Your inner, oh, it's the same one. Favorite room in your house? Kitchen. Um, most aligned element, fire, air, earth, or water? Probably air. You can only eat one food. What is it? Sweet potatoes. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You did it. <laughs> Wow, nice. <laughs> I know, it is kind of hard, right? You're like, yeah, that's so yeah. much fun. On one of my podcasts, I started doing that to them, and then they started doing it to me. And I was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, the mutual, because you realize it's with your brain freeze. Sweet potatoes, yeah. I'd definitely be over. I'd like probably be really sad after a while. I can't <laughs> eat only one food for the rest of my life. Even two days in a row. Yeah. It gets to me. Um, me and my kids play this game all the time and we'll play like, would you rather? And I'll ask yeah. them like something really crazy. Like, would you rather eat boogers or, and, you know, I don't know, breathe a fart. <laughs> I don't know. Something yeah. just, just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I love how good kids are coming up with these two. Yeah. yeah. And the, Never just becomes a whole thing. Yeah. It's fun. Just I love that. Fun and silly. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Nisa, it's great having you and getting to know you. Is there anything, uh, last message you'd like to leave with our listeners? Any any message or something you'd like to end on? Um, ultimately, just to, you know, I think our conversation has definitely been rooted around the forces of technology for help or hindrance. And so, yeah, stay mindful of how you're using technology. Make sure that it's empowering you and take practices to make it feel good for you, even if that means unfollowing people and realigning your energy and realigning your purpose and your mission on social media and support or creating tactics that maybe help you disengage when you need to disengage and harder boundaries on when you're using technology and when you're not, when you're taking notifications or if you're not at all, et cetera, and just be intentional with all of those practices because, yeah, you being present, you being mindful and living 
in the world matters more than ever. Mm. Well said. I love it. Thank you. And I will put all of your links where you can find Anissa down in the show notes and be sure to go check her out on TikTok. Now I need to go. I don't even have TikTok, but now I want to go see what your, your acting TikTok <laughs> videos are. I usually, sh- <laughs> they're not very acting heavy and they show up on Instagram. So <laughs> okay. no need to download the app and have another um, distraction. So. Yeah, I can figure it out. I was like, this is too overwhelming. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for having me on Kelly. And yeah. Um, yeah, so excited to listen back in the future and just keep listening to the podcast because I know there's so many of us out here and I'm just slowly finding out about each one. Yes, we are slowly but surely finding each other and connecting and it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye. Have a good rest of the day. Bye.